It takes an extraordinary team to embark on an extraordinary mission. WealthVest presents the 99 Best Marketing Ideas, a podcast dedicated to bringing financial advisors the most cutting-edge marketing strategies. Listen in as your fellow advisors share their top ideas to help you conquer your marketing needs. Well, hello and welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. Uh, I'm going to start off today's podcast by using a number, uh, which is an astronomical number. And if any of you can email me at matt at topadvisorm.com and tell me that you or you know somebody who's done a million of anything except dollars, I really want to interview that person because our guest today, which is George Villar, he and his company... RME 360, and he's also the originator of the Seminar Success Marketing System. Uh, He started in 1994. This company has done a million seminar events. That, to me, alone shows true dedication that it works and that they're constantly looking at ways to make this system even more successful for financial services professionals like all of you. And we're going to interview George today really about his history and find out about what, you know, what's coming up, what they've learned over all of these years since 1994 of them doing this. So George, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. And I'm always eager to talk to advisors about marketing because it's such an important part of today's uh, production numbers. You, you have to have marketing to support you, no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. And and the funny thing to me, George, is very few advisors spend the right amount of money on marketing. And I'd like to get that in a second. But I want to know a little bit more about your history. Uh, Take me back to how all of this began. Well, I'm a direct marketer. And I went to school, college in Tampa, Florida, and I fell in love with marketing. There's a lot of options, you know, radio, TV, newspaper, digital wasn't even available then. And and I fell in love with direct mail because I, I could not believe that you could package a message and print a piece of paper in an envelope and send it to people's homes and make a difference and get hundreds of people to uh, to respond. So I fell in love with direct mail. I became a direct marketer, and I worked in like 15, 20 industries. And then I found the financial services in 1994. And my God, my life changed. You know, 24 years now, I've dedicated my business career into helping advisors get in front of a million millions of motivated uh, prospects. Well, let's talk about uh, how how did you settle on financial services? I mean, you worked in so many other industries beforehand. Was it because you saw a void or opportunity? Help me with that. Oh, yes. Yeah. So no, so a lot of people were taught in school. I, so was I. You know, you were too. How to make money. And uh, nobody ever took the time to explain to people what to do with your money after you saved it. And I could not believe when I when I found the industry, started doing promotions for financial advisors, I could not believe how many millions of people that had money had no idea what to do with it. And my first event ever, my first experiment, Matt, 1994, 330 people responded to a 5,000-piece mailing. And my partner back then said, George, something's wrong here. How can that many people respond? And 24 years later, Matt, the response is still the same. People are coming into retirement with no idea what to do with their money. And it's a very sensitive situation. I mean, your, your financial uh, well-being, is uh, next to religion, family, and health is the most important. And I, I discovered a psychological uh, approach years ago that if you ask these people that were confused about their money to meet you halfway so they can hear a little bit of what you had to say, a, a couple of your solutions, great things would happen. And here we are 24 years later doing a million campaigns. 
Let's talk about those campaigns specifically. Uh, do you have a variety of campaigns that advisors can choose from, or have you really dialed it in and said, nope, this is the one? Yeah, topics t- topics vary with the economy. Okay, you know, when right. Trump came in the office, we used that headline. We write really well positioned messaging in our invitation. We know how to write copy. We're direct marketers by trade, which really makes, separates us from anybody else out there doing this. You know, I've had a lot of copycats out there the last 24 years, but they're not direct marketers. The direct marketers specialize in fine-tuning the message where it makes sense. Remember, we have six seconds to get people's attention in the mail. And uh, we write copy and messaging that draws their attention. When they look at the invitation, they realize, you know what? I am confused about all these different topics, taxes, social security, retirement, insurance. Um, So we write hallmarkish type invitations where somebody reads them and makes sense to them to have to attend because they've been procrastinating and thinking about these these, these scenarios. Now, we always talk about like A-B testing, but you've done A-B testing ad nauseum for, for you know, 20 some odd years here. How do you test the message? You know, we we uh, we here at Top Advisor Marketing with our podcasting system, you know, we're always working with our advisors to hone their message and see what, you know, podcasts are getting the most results or what messages are getting the most results. Um, how are you getting feedback on that? Because you have so many numbers coming in and out. How do you keep all of that straight, George? So that's a great point. We have a business intelligence repository, kind of a fancy word for a dashboard that allows us to look at the 1,200 campaigns per month. And, and you're right. We test paper colors, window, no window, stamp, no stamp, headlines, font sizes. Uh, there's a lot of variables that are involved in writing a really good invitation to draw people to come to an event. And we test constantly against things that are working because little changes can make huge differences in response. For example, we don't put the ending time of a seminar anymore. We learned that a long time ago. We tested that when people know it's two hours, they're not going to attend. And by the way, the movie business has done that also. You'll never see an ending time on a movie listing because they found out like we did that people People's behavior, response behavior, when they know something's going to last X amount of time, they, they won't attend. So we, we know to test little bitty things. We used to put a lot of pictures of retirees in our invitations. And when we took them out, the response went through the roof. And the reason was anytime you printed images, it looked like advertising. So mm. we focused more on the messaging. But we track everything. We track uh, every campaign. For almost the last 15 years, we built this dashboard, and that's what we have over anybody else. We have a lot of data coming back to us, not only for the consumer, Matt, but for the advisors as well. Well, and advisors love data, right? I mean, they're they're based off of pie charts and bar graphs. And, and not only that, they also walk that fine line of making sure that they truly understand what's the most impactful message. And it's just fascinating to me how much data you guys have on all of this. Now, let's talk about execution because uh, all of the data is magnificent, but how do you help financial services professionals be better in front of a group of people? What what do you do to make it so that when they are going to pull the trigger on using your system, that they're going to have success? Consulting, really detailed. I have 44 consultants in-house out of Tampa, Florida. We work nationally. We even, even do Alaska and Hawaii. And our consultants are trained by me and a few others have been here a long time to use the data to our advantage. Meaning we don't, you'd be surprised, Matt, 99% of advisors that call us want to do things their way. 
And we said, listen, hold on. Do it the consumer's way. Mm. That, that's who direct marketers you know, focus on. What is the consumer behavior? It doesn't matter what you think and I think. What are they responding to? Like people ask me all the time, why, why Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 o'clock? I go, because everything we've tested, the response is the highest in those times. So our ability to use data and look at the breadcrumbs in each city. For example, if you come from Boca Raton, and for some reason your perception is that seminars will not work in Boca Raton, we can go back five years and look at the dashboard and go, well, let me explain to you. We've done over 300 seminars in Boca. Here are the zip codes. Here are the best invitations. Here are the best bullets. Here's the topics. Here are the headlines. And here's the packaging that worked. And by the way, we can tell you exactly where to have the seminar because we have traffic patterns for each location. We track all the venues. It's hard for an advisor to argue with data. So I think we're very convincing in that we, we, we put the advisor at ease that we are a real marketing company. That Please worry more about your presentation. We're going to fill the room. Please worry and concern yourself more about how you're presenting for that one hour that we're going to put you in front of all those people. And that, I think, helps a lot of the advisors take the step towards working with us because, you know, we don't sign contracts, Matt. Every single mailing has to work or they won't do business with us again. Mm -hmm. So to have 1,200 advisors a month repeat business with us, we have to make it successful the first time out. Let's talk about geographic sort of questions. For me, this is something I've always wanted to try to wrap my brain around. So you've got 1,200 uh, people around the, the country who are doing this. How do you protect from overlap? Is that a concern of yours? Uh, explain, please. That, that's a great question. Probably the biggest, the biggest objection we have is saturation. And, you know, it, it's non-existent. When you mail seven, 8,000 invitations seven times a year, you know, it's like shooting a BB gun to an elephant. You're not going to make a dent. The consumers are getting bombarded with messaging with different medias. I might have two or three advisors per area nationwide, and probably we work around 1,800 cities that we do business with. It's rare, unheard of, that some advisor will not do good because another advisor is mailing in the area. I'll give you an example. In Tampa, Florida, there's Magiano's Restaurant. They have three banquet rooms it's not unusual to walk in on a Tuesday or Thursday night, Matt, with my family or, or somebody who's out of town and see the three rooms filled with people, consumers, that we generated for the advisors. The advisors don't like it, but they're still the rooms are full. So even in the same restaurant with three different rooms, three different advisors, the amount of topics, the amount of different packaging on the invitations makes it easy for you to compete in the marketplace. I mean, face it. Most advisors are competing with 2,000 advisors in that area. So there's three or four mailing. It's, it's really nothing. So saturation is never a concern. We don't, we don't outline territories because there's no need to. Our results are never, never hurt by somebody else in the area. And like I said, I wish I had 15, 20 advisors per market. I don't. Very few advisors understand what we do. And those that do benefit from only having one or two people in the area. You know, some of the most successful advisors, George, that I ever coached that we've ever worked with here at Top Advisor Marketing, uh, we, we call it our three pillars of success and how we've grown our business uh, here at Top Advisor Marketing, speaking, podcasting, and LinkedIn, right? So utilizing those three systems really do change everything. And in your situation, you're adding the, the direct mail genius that you guys have really cornered the market on. When it comes, we talk a lot about niche, George, or niche, however you want to pronounce it, on these podcasts. 
Do you find that advisors are more successful if they have a niche that they're going to try to uh, do seminars to? You know, it's funny. I, the niche is more on the presentation part, Matt. Uh, when, okay. we, when we write the invitations, I, I, I use the Hallmark approach again. If you buy a Mother's Day card, you know, it doesn't matter. There's 50 options. No matter which one you buy, it's going to impress your mother or your mother-in-law, hopefully, that you know you thought of her. Uh, we write invitations based on financial concerns and solutions that are out there. Uh, we want people to show to the seminar with an overall appreciation of, hey, I'm going to learn a lot about a lot of financial concerns, not only just taxes, but Social Security and how should I invest my money. And, you know, you only have an hour to speak. So the invitation, we kind of write and dominate the copy. We don't let the advisor kind of tell us what to write because we know what works. I think what your point is, you better have something very unique when I put the people in front of you because they're there for a reason. Uh, and we'll talk about it later. It's not only the food. The food helps because it's a social event and you keep people around after the seminar to make appointments. But you better have a unique presentation or unique ability to connect with people because I got to tell you, Matt, one of the biggest challenges we have is not us, is the advisor doing a good job for that one hour. Yeah. And uh, that game day, we call it the game day, so important. I would hope that the majority of our clients have a niche or some kind of specialty that when people go to their seminar, they go, they go, you know what? I've been looking for somebody like this. And you have an hour to convince them to like you and trust you and make an appointment. I want to talk. I want to jump right into food because this is one of the things that uh, I think that there's a lot of misnomers about when it comes to you know, uh, you know, kind of derogatory terms like plate lickers. We know socially, uh, not just psychologically, but sociologically and even anthropologically, that breaking bread with people changes the relationship. Talk, talk to me about why food. Now that is such an unbelievable statement, Matt. Because I tried everything in 1994. You know, I knew that there was a there was a there was a opportunity to get advisors in front of people that had money but were confused. And when I when I decided on the neutral site, originally it was a hotel, a library, a high school. You know, I tried a lot of things. When I did the restaurant, and that was kind of accidental, by the way. A lot of people think I, I invented that. There was a, a financial advisor in Tampa who his brother-in-law ran Red Lobsters. <laughs> and he said, George, what about my, my brother's always asked my, my brother-in-law is always asking me for business. What if I did it there? I said, gee, I, I don't know. I've never done a restaurant. And, and it changed my life. That, that was a 300 response uh, mailing that we did. And I thought, wait a minute. The food and, – and, you, and you're right. It wasn't the physical eating of the food. It was breaking bread in a comfortable, neutral atmosphere at a location that they were familiar with because they have been there before. And, you know, what a nice thing to go listen to somebody for an hour. You make a decision if you want to stay around or leave. But there's dinner served afterwards, and, and I have to tell you, when I did the libraries and all these other places, what I found was people would just leave after the speech, like church. And I'm like, wait a minute, why are people leaving? When I did the dinner and I sat through it, that 300-person response, we actually did four nights. And I went to all four of them, Mike, because it was in Tampa. And I remember thinking, look how these people stay around. Everybody stayed around. So you had the opportunity for the advice to communicate further beyond this presentation, shake some hands, answer a few questions, and make appointments. That's the reason for the food. Now, you might want to do a, an art gallery or some kind of concert. Anything that retains the people after you speak 
is worthwhile trying. The food is the easiest thing to coordinate. The restaurants are the easiest venues to schedule. So that's why we use 98% of our seminars are based on that social breaking bread uh, scenario. Do you offer your seminar packages in other languages like like Spanish? There's a huge uh, need in the Spanish-speaking community, especially in the south of this country, where they're not getting this, the financial education that is needed. Uh, do you guys have that? So I'm, I'm fluent in I'm, – I'm Hispanic, and I'm fluent in Spanish. I write, read, and translate very quickly. Sadly enough, there's there's not enough advisors that want to target that type of audience. The ones that do do really well. I have a lot of ethnicity uh, themed seminars, and I can tell you they work really really well. I just don't think a lot of advisors really understand how reaching those people can make you a lot of money quickly. And I have I have incidents in you know South Florida right now. I have a Spanish group that's just breaking all kinds of records because nobody has taken the time. So we do have different languages. I wish we we would use more of them, but it's uh, few and far between, Matt. I'm not going to lie to you. No, I, I appreciate that, and and uh, the, one of the reasons I I thought that could be your response. And you know, we always talk about you know what could be the next step. What where where is the next wave in this country? And obviously, the baby boomers with ten thousand people retiring every single solitary day—that's a huge, huge need. But. Uh, you know, we really do, especially where you are, where you would talk about it being in Tampa and South Florida. And I just interviewed a guy a little while ago who's from um, from Texas. And, you know, he's he's uh, his most of his market happens to be Spanish speaking people. And he's freaking killing. Yeah, and I was just like, I just needed to ask you that. OK, um, my I have a couple more questions and then we'll wrap up today's podcast. Sure. Um, I work with uh, we have a, a podcasting client right now who uses your service. And I just want to highlight a couple of things that they've said to me about using you. Number one, the professionalism of your team. So, George, your hire, all of those people that you've worked with, you have built such a great cohesive culture there that when my firm interacts with your team, they're always wildly impressed. So I personally want to thank you for that. Oh, I appreciate it. And uh, and then two, the thing that really blows them away is you freaking fill the rooms. And and that is the biggest concern that I think advisors have is, man, you know, I'm going to put out this money and we're going to do this direct mail, you know, of course, and then they're after the room is filled and then they get really nervous, George, because they're like, oh my God, I got to speak in front of, you know, 30 buying units, 20 buying units. Um, you know, they are always saying that, man, this company has filled our rooms with, with the right people. Um, you know, nobody bats a thousand, but you guys are really up there, you know, batting a really, really high percentage. So for those of you out there, like I, we don't obviously generally endorse anybody specifically, but I thought it'd be good for our, our, our listeners to, to realize that, that I have firsthand experience uh, with a company or with a financial services company that does, and they do like 10 seminars a month. So they're a huge firm up in the Pacific Northwest and they're absolutely killing it. So whatever you're doing, with all of your data and everything, man, you guys, they're super, super happy with you. So I wanted to just take a moment. Oh, that means a lot to me. Thank you. I'm glad to hear that. You know, the other thing that you said earlier on, and this is one of the final questions that I have or points is do it the way the, the audience or the consumer wants, not you. George, that is such a brilliant piece of wisdom to pass on to everybody. And this company up in the Pacific Northwest, uh, they tried to do it their way, right? And they failed, 
well, I don't they, they were still pretty successful, but when they gave up that kind of ignorant control and turned it over to professionals, that's really when they went from, you know, one of the top producing firms to one of the top producing firms in the nation uh, because they're they're really utilizing that. How do you convince strong-minded financial services professionals to give up that control? Do you just base it off data or or how do you politely slap them around a little bit and say, hey, you need to do it our way because we know what we're doing? Data is important. Response data is critical, no doubt. You know, good marketing decisions are based on good marketing data. And we have more than anybody else because we've been in the business longer. And remember, we're direct markers. We're not printers. We're not financial advisors. We're not a, uh, a mailing company. We are we're an agency. We're true marketers. So we understand. And you said it earlier. They try to do it their way. We convince them to do it the consumer's way. And, and the best, listen, the best proof is when somebody does it wrong, we have around 10% of advisors a month that sign a waiver, Matt. They actually sign a waiver that says, we recommended all these things. You refuse to follow the formulas, which is totally understandable on your side. However, we need you to sign this waiver that says, most likely it's going to fail. Matt, 10% of advisors sign it every month. And then they call and say, listen, something's happened with the mailing. We didn't get a response. They go, you signed the waiver. And, and they forget. So my point is we're convincing because we give live examples to the advisor right in his backyard without giving company names out. If you do this, this, and this, this is going to happen. If you don't do these things, this is what's going to happen. See, sometimes consulting is more powerful when you tell them what not to do. Mm-hmm. I think that's my the way I built my business and train people here is please tell the advisor up front where not to invest. If, if I go seek you as an advisor, Matt, and I'm asking you, you know, where should I invest my money? And you're you're smart enough to tell me, okay, here's 15 things not to do. I'm sold because you haven't even told me what to do yet. But you know enough to tell me what not to do. And I think that's a huge part of our presentation is that before we convince somebody to do something our way or the consumer's way, we have to show them what's going to happen if they don't do certain things. And usually it's fatal. It's critical. Like you got three people to show up that you, you, you earned that you didn't listen. And the five people that showed up now, now you got a call and cancel. You spent $8,000. You'll never do it again. So I, I think we have a lot of examples uh, of their peers to share with them. And I'm not going to lie to you. We're very passionate about what we do because we see the results every single day, Matt. We're seeing response and we see in testimonials and people that are very happy. So we're kind of passionate about what we do because we see it every single morning. We're being fed results from all over the country. And that helps a lot. What question should I have asked you, George, that I didn't? Well, you should have asked me things like, how many seminars should an advisor do a year? Oh, oh, great, great, great. Yeah, answer that one. And, and my thing is, let, let's look at life in general. What can you do once or twice and make it work? Working out, diets, constantly. The Rolling Stones are coming back on the road. I mean, come on, really? Phil Collins is coming back to do his con. And they'll do 15, 20, 30 shows. And there's a reason for that. You can't do a TV series and do three episodes. I don't understand why people don't understand that marketing is very similar. You can't do it once or twice, and you have to invest. If you think marketing is spending money, you're going about it the wrong way. Marketing is a phenomenal investment. I'll give you an example. If you look at my numbers across the board 
every single month, I can almost show you how the return is three to seven dollars to one. Three to seven to one. Advisors make a living today getting their clients a five to six, seven percent return on their money. I, I, I make a living getting 300 to 800% return on their dollars. So it's very easy to invest if you have a good program that's giving you that kind of return. So a lot of advisors don't consider marketing like in other types of you know, things in life. You have to do it consistently and frequency is on your side. The more frequent you do it, the more people you get in front of. And here's the best part. You're competing with 2,000 advisors in your area selling the same type of products. Get ahead of them. Be in front of people faster than they will. You do five seminars with us, Matt, you're going to get in front of seven, 800 people. You do seven, 800 people a year. Four years later, you got 3,200, 4,000 people in your community that you get in front of above and beyond your competition. So it really helps you steal a lot of business away from others who are falling asleep at the wheel, don't market themselves. If you're out there, I always tell people, I think I got this from Grant Cardone. Instead of being the best advisor, Matt, be the best known. That's what I did for my business, 1994. I want to be the best seminar marketing company in the country. Not only that, but the best known. It costs money to do that. Okay, what else should I have asked you? Because that was freaking awesome. Well, how much does it cost, right? What's the investment? If you call us, well, I wasn't even going to ask you that, but yeah, if, if, you, great. if you call if you call us today, since we don't sign contracts with you, we go mailing by mailing. So that means we have to do well for you every time. If we do well for you four times and we do it the fifth time, we do it wrong, you leave us. We know that for, for just tracking rec- uh, mechanisms that we have. So how much does it cost? You pay us per RSVP. You pay us per piece. You can make monthly payments. No matter what your budget is, call us. If we can help you, we're going to tell you what to do. We can break down any kind of payment plan you want. More importantly right now, if you if you want to lower your risk, let us do what we do best and just pay us per, per, per RSVP. That's something that you, you can't go wrong because if we fill the room, you pay us. If we don't, you don't pay us. So it's very important for advisors, once they do something that works, don't stop. It's called building momentum in your community. If you are going to do a concert, you're going to do 15, 20 road shows for a reason. You build momentum. Same thing with seminars. Uh, You're actually getting in front of people that are very concerned and motivated to talk to you because nobody is teaching anybody still in college or there's no academy that's teaching people what to do with their money. You are the only answer. The financial advisors in this country are the only answers to the economy of teaching people how to manage their retirement. Nobody else is going to do it. The government's not going to do it. There's no courses out there. You are the person. Get in front of people. Okay, how can they contact you? Call our 800 number. There's 44 people that can pick up the phone and talk to you immediately. They're all going to have the same time of consulting ability. 800-795-2773. 800 or rme360.com. And there's a lot of information there. Keep this in mind. We're not going to sell you anything when you call. We're going to ask you a lot of questions. Be prepared to answer them. We're going to show you a lot of information. We're going to give you an instant insight report on your area. Within 24, 48 hours, you're going to have a phenomenal five, five, six pages of a lot of data about your marketplace before you spend the penny. Then if everything goes well and we have a couple of phone calls, then we'll do a mailing for you. We're very easy to work with, Matt. 
That's fantastic. George, thank you so much for what you're doing to help educate the general population about what they need to do in retirement and with their money. And thank you for doing all of the research that you've done to make sure that what you're putting out there is the stuff that our consumers want to respond to so that they can get that education. I I enjoyed this session tremendously, Matt. Thank you so much. All right. If you all have any ideas uh, on who we should have on the 99 Best Ideas podcast, all you have to do is email Matt at Top Advisor M or reach out to your wealth vest rep. That way we can go ahead and get them scheduled on the podcast. But please just take a moment, dial that 1-800 number, go to rme360.com, check out what's going on because you have to build momentum. We've talked about this with podcasting before. You can't do three or four podcasts and think that you're going to gain a listenership. You have to do 40 or 50 podcasts. In fact, the most successful people are just like the Phil Collins that George was talking about, where he's going to do 50 tour dates. When you do this, commit to it, go all in. You all know that if you put everything behind something that's marketing related with a company who has the data to prove that what you're doing is going to work in your area, you are going to have the greatest year that you'll ever have and not only make a lot of money, but you're going to help a lot of people, which is even better. So for everybody at RME360, this is Matt Hallern. And for everybody at WealthFest, we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of WealthVest or Top Advisor Marketing. The mere appearance of content on the site does not constitute an endorsement by WealthVest or Top Advisor Marketing. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. WealthVest or Top Advisor Marketing do not make any representation or warranties with respect to the accuracy, applicability, fitness, or completeness of the content. WealthVest or Top Advisor Marketing does not warrant the performance, effectiveness, or applicability of any sites listed or linked to any content. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.